You're listening to a podcast from City Tribe Media. We're an urban tribe who helps people who feel far from God to know Jesus, cultivate freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We're also a diverse tribe who welcomes everyone from bikers to bankers, PhDs to GEDs, every age, race, and walk of life. So whether you're a longtime Christ follower or a spiritual investigator, we hope you're encouraged through our content. Enjoy today's teaching. In case you're new and you're coming for the first time, we've been in this series of teachings we call Puro Purpose. In case you grew up in San Antonio, you know, Puro uh, in Spanish means pure. It's like being pure, authentic San Antonian, you know? And so we want to be Puro or pure. And we've said that, hey, you know that you might be Puro San Antonio if you've got the orange stains on your hands from eating too many Takis, you know, or flaming Hot Cheetos, or you might be Puro San Antonio, remember, if you've ever been angry about Kauai and Yolanda, you know, or you might be Puro San Antonio if you've ever said, nombre, shut up, you know, right? So you know about that kind of stuff. This is Puro San Antonio, pure, authentic San Antonio, but also uh, we've said we want to pursue our Puro purpose. You know, we see on the wall over here, one of the things we're endeavoring to do is discover our purpose. What is purpose? Well, it's the reason for which something is done or created or for which something exists, see? And so you put them together. We want to learn to pursue our puro purpose, our pure, authentic purpose. Would you say out loud when I point to you, pursue your puro purpose? Ready? Here we go. Pursue your puro purpose. You guys have had plenty of sleep, had time for your coffee. Let's try it again. Here we go. Ready? Pursue your Puro purpose. Fantastic. And today, um, we're going to look at some of your purposes, and we're going to drill down on one in particular. Now, in previous weeks, we've seen three of your purposes because we know there's not just one purpose for everyone's life. There are actually five, and we've seen in past weeks that one of our purposes is to experience intimacy in Him. You were created by God to encounter him in love relationship and be intimate with him. And then another one of your purposes is to be a part of a familia, right? To be a part of a a church, a spiritual family. Uh, A lot of us are finding such deep spiritual, you know, family relationships here in, in our church. And so we say we're a family, not a franchise, right? And then another purpose of ours is to be like Christ, right? You were made by God. One of your purposes is to emulate Jesus and try to pattern your lifestyle after him. And last week, Lee helped us to see some motivation for, you know, pursuing our poodle purpose. But today we're going to see the fourth purpose, which is to manifest your shape. Manifest your shape. Would you turn to your neighbor and tell him, manifest your shape? Go ahead. (laughs) So... Yeah, I know what some of you are thinking. You're like, manifest your shape, you know, but it's not so much the physical shape. I mean, the more I'm manifesting my physical shape, man, I'm like growing older and getting a little more around the waist. You know what I'm saying? How many of you know that your puro, if your physical shape is being shaped by tacos these days, right on? That's what's happening to me. So we're not talking so much about that physical shape as we are the spiritual shape. Shape and something that God wants to do inside of you. And so what I've done today is I've taken the acrostic from the Purpose Driven Life book that a lot of us have been reading through, and it's a shape acrostic from Rick Warren. Now, you'll see a QR code on screen, and if you hit that one QR code, it'll give you all the resources uh, I referenced today, along with some online assessments that I'm going to reference. So if you get it on your phone, 
and or you're trying to get your phone out and you miss it, it's going to come up and it's the same resource list every time you see the QR code. So we'll give you several chances to do it. But here's the acrostic shape. It stands for, the S stands for spiritual gifts and strengths. The H stands for heart. The A in shape stands for abilities. And then the P is for personality. E is for experiences. So it's your spiritual gifts and strengths, heart, abilities, personality, and experiences. We'll break down each one of them. And as I was in my God time this past week, and I was thinking about our spiritual gifts and strengths, I was reading in one of the classic texts that's about spiritual gifts, and I was captivated by one verse, and I just continually meditated on it and repeated it over and over again in my mind, and it really made an impact on me. And it was 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7, where Paul says, to each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. And that word manifestation is a powerful word to me, right? It's like manifestation means to demonstrate or to give evidence. If you were to look it up in a dictionary, it's what it means. And what I want to suggest to you today is that every person here is manifesting some type of a spirit. All of us are. You and I are manifesting the spirit that has the most influence on us. Now, that can be in a negative sense, can't it? If you read through the Gospels, you'll see the stories where Jesus and his disciples were casting demons out of people who were literally manifesting demons and speaking, you know, through them and all this kind of weird stuff. Um, How many of you know also that some people manifest the spirit of their political party with anger and divisiveness? Anybody known that person over the past couple of years, right? And then it can also be kind of a neutral sense. You manifest the spirit of your sports teams. Some of us do. So if you're a good person, you'll manifest by wearing a Spurs jersey. That's what I say, right? Now we just hope that the Spurs will manifest a few wins in the coming days, right? On That's a neutral kind of manifestation. But what we're looking for is to manifest the Holy Spirit of God in and through our lives. And our church is certainly growing in the Spirit's gift gifts manifesting through the people, not just the staff members and the pastors and all that, but through the people. And what our staff dreams about is a day in which 100% of our tribe is manifesting Holy Spirit, your shape, your unique shape that God has given to you, not just here in the church, but out in our city and in other parts of the world as well. That is the dream where we're all manifesting Holy Spirit shape. Now, Can I tell you where I've gone wrong on this one personally? Have you ever wanted someone else's shape? Others' gifts? And some of you are pretty handy. You can fix stuff. And I'm a wannabe handyman. (laughs) And my wife's always having to tell me around that. My problem is I'm not afraid to try stuff. I'll try and fix something. And my wife's like, Doug, you're not doing that. We're calling someone. I don't want to blow up the house. You know what I'm saying? So I'm a wannabe handyman. I remember one time there was this little leak. I saw it coming out of the wall from behind our refrigerator. And I thought, it's all good. I can, honey, I can do it. I'm going to cut into the sheetrock and I'm going to fix this thing, man. I'm going to pretend like I'm a plumber, right? And I pull the refrigerator back. I cut it. By the way, that day I had to perform a funeral ceremony or service, you know, and I thought, oh, I'll get it done in time for the funeral. And so I cut into the wall and then there's water coming out of this thing. And before I get done with it, water's like spraying out of the wall, you know? And here's, here's what some of us have learned. Have you ever tried to fit into someone else's shape? for your life and end up with the proverbial 
water spewing out of the wall. See, what I want to encourage you with today, you don't have to be anybody else's shape. God made you, each of you, a masterpiece, uniquely shaped to do his work. And so we're going to break down this acrostic shape, and I want to focus in on the S in shape, which is spiritual gifts and strengths. And first, we're going to start by talking about spiritual gifts. If you read through the scriptures, you'll see a lot of different gifts, like leadership. Some of you are just gifted at leading people. There's mercy. There's teaching, administration, giving. Some of you are just natural at being generous and giving. Others are gifted at what's called evangelism. And by the way, if you're new to church, when you think of the word evangelism, don't think just that means that you're going to be gifted at being a TV preacher who asks for money all the time. Evangelism is really just in a way, a gift where people can just naturally have conversations about Jesus where it's not so awkward and weird. Some people are gifted in helps. Like I highlighted a guy who was one of our earlier services. His name is Tony and he just helps set up chairs, and he just is gifted. He loves just helping however he can. Some are gifted in prophecy. Prophecy can be foretelling or telling forth the word of God. Some are gifted in tongues. That's not like a teenage date, but tongues is like, you know, this other kinds of languages given by the Spirit, and some are gifted at wisdom. Others, miracles, you know, where miracles happen through them. And there are some lesser-known gifts that you'll find in the Old Testament, like craftsmanship. There was a guy named Bezalel, and he was gifted at craftsmanship. Uh, creative communication was a gift that the prophets had. They could communicate with these object lessons. And then if you read through the Proverbs, you would see the gift of counseling operating there. Now, if you want to just study out the spiritual gifts in the New Testament, take a picture of this screen that's going to have 1 Peter 4, Romans 12, Ephesians 4, 1 Corinthians chapters 12 through 4. And these are the classic passages that you may want to study about the, the spiritual gifts. Now, I've got so much more to talk about regarding spiritual gifts that we can't cover it all in this service today. That's why we're having an awakened service on July the 5th at 7 p.m. right here at the Cameo. And that service gives us a little more time to worship and sing and also drill down on teachings that I didn't have time to cover everything in the Sunday services. But for now, if you want to take an online assessment to learn about your potential spiritual gifts, hit that QR code and you'll see a link to take a spiritual gift test for yourself. And I want you to understand going into taking any assessment. Assessments are created by people and they're not perfect, but the value in it is that it starts nudging you in the direction of realizing your uniqueness, your unique giftedness, and the potential spiritual gifts that God has given to you. And as you start learning your unique spiritual gifts and start trying to apply them, you apply them with a certain heart and attitude in mind. And that heart and attitude is shown to us by Peter in 1 Peter 4.10, where he says, as each has received a gift, use it to rule other people. Is that what it says? No. It says use it to what? Serve. Serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Whoever speaks is one who speaks. The oracles of God, whoever serves, is one who serves by the strength that God supplies. And the apostles actually had to learn this lesson because the apostles at one time 
they all were serving and waiting tables in their church cafe in the book of Acts. And if you read through Acts, you would see that they came to a realization, hey, man, it's not really right for us to wait on tables and our teachings suffer. And they realized the best way to serve was not to do someone else's shape, but to go back and really work on their teaching more and spend more time on that in order to serve the body. Because when they weren't as well prepared, their teachings were not as good. And uh, I, I got something that helps remind me of my role and the heart I need to have as I come here to teach you and serve. Let me show it to you. When I read in the message version of the Bible, that story about when Jesus washed the disciples' feet, it says he put on an apron and he washed their feet. And I got this apron to remind myself, my role as I teach you is to serve. And I got one of these aprons for each one of our staff members because they're gifted in so many different ways. And these aprons remind us that our role here is not to rule or control, but it's to serve you guys so that you can in turn go out and serve people in our world. And how many of you know that pastors can get all caught up in themselves and think it's all about them? And this is a reminder for me when I'm tempted to think that this is all about me. I am here to serve, and whatever gifts I do have, they're to be used to serve you guys and the people in our world. And, you know, here's what some people would say as it relates to their gifts. They'd say, go take all the tests and study about your gifts and learn all your gifts. And what can happen is people can get caught in the paralysis of analysis. You know about that? But I would say, sure, learn about it, but go out there and try some stuff. Go out and do some stuff. If you think you like students, serve at City Youth. If you think you like kids, go serve in Kids City. If you like serving in the cafe or parking lot or leading a tribe, go try something. And it may not work out, but at least you'll know what you're not shaped to do, right? Huh? But then pursue something else, and you'll start to see Holy Spirit manifest your gifts when you hit on the right thing. I've tried many different things to minister. I want to be a handyman, but I had to come to terms. I'm made to do what I'm doing right now, you know? And so as we think about shape, we've seen spiritual gifts, but let's look at our strengths. And some years ago, I was moved by the book, Now Discover Your Strengths. And that was a book by Marcus Buckingham. And the updated version of the book, which is the one I actually recommend the most these days, is Strength Finder 2.0. And when you buy the 2.0 version of the book, it's going to give you a website and a code. And you go to the website, you type in the code, and you can take their online assessment to learn about your strengths. And in two, uh, Strength Finder 2.0, they've added a few strengths as they've continued to do more research on it. But the strength movement basically says, hey, you don't grow as a human being by focusing on your weaknesses and trying to make them better. You grow as a human being by working mostly on your, shit, your strengths, your, your, the things you're good at. So try and leverage and develop what you're the best at, what you can be the best in the world at. So the, the example that they give is Shaquille O'Neal. 
when he, you know, NBA great basketball player Shaquille O'Neal. When Shaquille went to the Lakers, he was the worst free throw shooter in the league. That's why so many teams implemented what was called hack-a-shack. They would just foul him and send him to the foul line because he couldn't make free throws, right? Well, what happened was when he went to the Lakers, his coach said, hey, Shaq, we're going we're gonna to work on your game in the paint. You're, we're going to work on your game under the basket. And Shaquille was like, I'm already the best in the league at that. And his coach said, yeah, but you could be the best ever at that. So they worked on Shaq's under the basket game. And during those years, they, they, they scored the most in the league three years in a row, and they won three championships. And as a side benefit, Shaq's free throw percentage went up 20 points to just merely bad instead of the worst, right on? You see what happens when you focus on your strength? Sometimes it raises, it gives you encouragement to raise your weaknesses. So focus in on your strengths. Now, one of the things that I was interested in when I started learning my strengths, I thought, how do I put them into practice? And so I picked up a little book that's not as popular as the other ones, but it's called Go Put Your Strengths to Work. And in this little book, it has all these little exercises that you can do to make sure you're operating in your strengths. And so one of the little exercises was they tell you to take a note card, take a stack of note cards with you during your day and write down all the tasks that you're doing on note cards. And when you do the tasks, write on the other side of the note card, either I loved it or I loathed it, right? So you write down the task, then turn it over and write, I loved it or if you didn't like it, I loathed it. Now, what we all understand is, is that there are some tasks that we have to do in this life that we don't like to do, right? I mean, if you got a cat, how many of you just love it? I mean, it just fills your love tank to empty the kitty litter, okay? That's not what it is, all right? You don't like cleaning up after your dogs and anything like that. But as much as you can, focus on the tasks in life and in your job that you loved doing. Now, we all understand we got to do stuff we don't like, but focus as much as you can in the areas that you loved, this is the areas of your strengths. And what, let me give you a disclaimer related to strengths. Is that certainly God by spirit can manifest through your strengths. But God is so powerful, he can also manifest through your weaknesses. And I'm dying to talk about it today, but I have to talk about that next Sunday. That's next Sunday's talk, so you'll have to come back for that next Sunday. But let's say a prayer to the Lord. I want to show you the prayer before we say it. Keep your eyes open during this prayer. God, you, some of you didn't know that God can actually hear your prayers, you know, whenever you got your eyes open too. But the prayer is real simple. It's just the Holy Spirit manifests through the spiritual gifts and strengths you've given me. And if you can authentically say that prayer out loud, I want you to pray it with me out loud when I point to you. You ready? Here we go. Holy Spirit manifests through the spiritual gifts and strengths you've given me. It's good. So that's the S in shape, but let's move on to H, which is our heart's desire, heart's desire. Now, another word for heart's desire is this Japanese word, ikigai. And I learned about ikigai years ago from a book called Blue Zones, where this guy traveled around the world and he tried to find the blue zones, that is the places where people live the longest, where people live to over a hundred. And the place where people live the longest was Okinawa, Japan. And the reason that they live the longest because they eat lots of vegetables, you know, and then they eat smaller portions and they don't have tacos. They live in a tribal community and everyone in the community has an ikigai. An ikigai means your reason for which you wake up in the morning. It's your heart's desire. 
And the illustration that the guy shows in the book is this 102-year-old woman and her ikigai, the reason that she gets up in the morning, is to care for and hold her great, great, great granddaughter. And when asked what it feels like, she said, it feels like leaping into heaven. And I think that's an interesting way to describe that, don't you? Because when you and I operate in our spiritual gifts and our strengths, it's like we're encountering heaven on earth. The kingdom of God is here. It is, it is, is it at hand. We can encounter this type of living as we follow Jesus to walk within our strengths. And I think the ikigai could be what the psalmist was talking about in Psalm 37, 4, when he says, do what the Lord wants. And he will give you your what? Heart's desire. See, now all of us who study the scriptures, we know that it doesn't mean that you like visualize a Tesla and it's going to show up, you know, in your driveway or something like that. That's not what it's talking about. But what it's talking about is, is that you and I, we align our hearts and we align our heart's desires with what Jesus wants. And then God gives us our heart's desires. And some people think, well, it's Jesus' desires. You know, it's not going to be very fun. It's not going to be what I, no. When you get his desires and see those fulfilled, it is the most pleasurable experience for your soul and your being that you can imagine. And so look at the prayer related to our heart's desires. And that is Holy Spirit manifest through the heart's desires you've given me. Can you pray that with me? Here we go. Holy Spirit, manifest through the heart's desire you've given me. Good. So we've seen H. Now look at the A, abilities. Some of you are gifted in photography, videography, computers, cooking, plumbing, electrical. Some of you are good at mechanical things, financial management. Some are artistic. I mean, I could go on and on and on and on about the different natural abilities that God has given to some of you. And those natural abilities can be used of God to manifest the spirit. You know, there's a tribe of guys in our church that they are good at fixing things. They're handy. Like, I, they're, they're the guys that I want to be like, but I'm not. And what they do is they learn about needs around the church, and they go and fix people's cars. They fix things at people's houses. If they have the know-how and the wherewithal to do it, they help. I know people that are good at cooking. And because our volunteers stay here all day, most, most Sundays, some of these folks that are good at cooking, they'll come up here and they'll cook for the volunteers and service in that way just to help people get through the day. And so here's the prayer for our natural abilities. Holy Spirit manifests through the abilities you've given me. And so if you can pray this one authentically, let's say it together out loud. Here we go. Ready? Holy Spirit manifests through the abilities you've given me. It's good, right? Now let's move on to the P, and that's your personality, personality. Some are introverts, some are extroverts, some are thinkers, feelers, uh, all different types of people I'm looking at. How many of you guys would say you're more introverted? Uh, raise your hands real quick. Introverts, I know it scares you to death to raise your hands in front of people, okay? It's just, okay, go ahead and do it. Any extroverts? Any extroverts? Yeah, they're like, yep, yep, me right here, me. How many of you are more thinkers in the way you make decisions? Raise your hands. Thinkers there. Okay, got some thinkers. A lot of you are thinkers or introverts as well. Isn't that interesting how that happens, you thinkers? Sometimes you thinkers can overthink it. How many of you like 
are feelers in the way you make decisions. You feel it. Any feelers? Raise your hand. Yeah, we got some feelers around here. Doesn't mean that you're don't, you can't think. It just means you are passionate and deeply feeling in what you do. Well, there are a lot of different personality tests out there. A lot of people are real high on Enneagram right now. One of the ones I think is pretty good is Myers-Briggs, and it measures your thinking, feeling, sensing, intuitive, judging, perceiving, and that type of thing. In fact, on the QR code, it'll link to a free online Myers-Briggs assessment so you can learn a bit more about your personality there. But look at the prayer for your personality, and it's basically Holy Spirit manifest through the personality that you've given me. See, how you manifest Holy Spirit will be determined oftentimes through your personality. So if you can pray that prayer authentically, let's say it together. Ready? Here we go. Holy Spirit manifest through the personality you've given me. So now we're all the way to the E in shape, and that's our experiences. You manifest Holy Spirit through your experiences. Some of you have had very good, successful experiences, and God uses that. Others of you have had painful experiences or a mixture of the two, and God can even manifest in and through your painful experiences to help other people. But there's an experience that everyone has to have in order to manifest Holy Spirit in a significant way, and it's called the filling of the Holy Spirit. Have you heard of this? The filling of the Holy Spirit. Let me take you to the Bible in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, just for a minute, and it says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And one of the manifestations of the Spirit, when the Spirit comes upon you, when you're receive a filling of the Holy Spirit is a desire to be witnesses, to share Christ with other people. And I believe that I had a filling of the Spirit encounter when I was a teenager at a youth camp. My parents made me go to this youth camp and I had this spiritual experience there. And for whatever reason, that experience gave me this insatiable desire to share Christ with my friends, to get me over my teenage embarrassment to talk to my friends about Jesus. Those of you that are teenagers, can you imagine how horrifying? I mean, you know it's horrifying to talk to your friends about Jesus, right? On you, it's like, why would anybody do that? And that's the way I used to think. And then all of a sudden, I had this feeling of the spirits, and I'm like, I gotta tell them. I got home from the camp, and it's like one of my friends is like, dude, you're gonna be back partying and doing crazy stuff with us in two weeks. And it has been years and years and years, and I'm still doing it to this day. And I remember what happens. I got home from the camp and I was like fired up about this. And I went down to the arcade. Okay. Teenagers in arcade. It was a place where people used to go these console video games. You can't imagine there's a big old console. They're playing these video games on there. They're playing these games. Like I loved asteroids. Anybody know about asteroids? You know about that? Godly people among us. And then there's one called Defender. It's a great game. How many of you know about Pac-Man? Everybody know the waka waka waka. You know, that, that's Pac-Man. I'd play those games and I'd play in doubles with my friends. And then I'd start the conversation about Jesus. You know, it's just like, hey, if you'd if you die like Pac-Man, your Pac-Man just did. You know, what's going to happen to your soul? And he tried, I, just, I didn't know what to say. I just told him what I knew to say. We'd end up in the parking lot talking about Jesus. And look, the first 30 days of being filled with the Spirit, at least a minimum of one of my teenage friends 
prayed to begin a relationship with Jesus at that arcade or at other places. And I know what it was. It wasn't me. And I know it wasn't me because I think back and I wish I could tell you, you know what it was? It was because I was so intelligent. Oh, muy inteligente. I mean, I could just out-argue anybody. I mean, I could, I could talk to people and I could out-argue them. I could out-debate them and I could share the most insightful things. But dude, you know, I could take you back and show you my report cards that are average. I also wish I could say it was because I was this great athlete. You know, people look up to great athletes, but average, very average. Really, what I wish I could say is I was so handsome. I was so good looking that people, I was like a young supermodel and everybody wanted to be like me, you know, and so I, but I mean, look at me now. I mean, you can kind of surmise from what you're looking at right now. Not that handsome. When I was a teenager, dude, a skinny kid, I had a mullet. I had a real legit, like, you know, Billy Ray Cyrus, you know, mullet kind of deal going on. It's like, I had the pubescent eyebrows, you know, you know, those eyebrows. It's like a lot of you girls are trying to grow those these days, but it's like, it looked like those fuzzy caterpillars crawling across my forehead. That was me as a teenager, not a good looking kid. I know what it was. It was him. It was the filling of the Holy Spirit of God manifesting my shape, what I was created to do, to share Jesus with people. Look, If he could use someone as average as me, I want you to think just for a minute about what he could do through you. Filled with the spirit, manifesting the shape that he's given to you. Dream for just a minute. Dream about what he could do in and through you as you manifest the shape that Holy Spirit has given to you. You know, I want to tell you a story about a guy, a simple, humble Sunday school teacher. If he were in our church, we'd call him a tribe leader. He just led a small group of people. And his name, Edward Kimball. And Edward Kimball was filled with the Spirit. And he manifested shape in this little group of guys. And you know, one of those guys' name was D.L. Moody. And D.L. Moody also became filled with the Spirit and started manifesting his shape. And he influenced Frederick B. Meyer. And Frederick B. Meyer influenced a guy to Christ named Wilbur Chapman. And then Wilbur Chapman influenced a baseball player named Billy Sunday. And Billy Sunday was this professional baseball player that was filled with the Spirit, and he manifested his shape. And when he'd speak at events, many people would come to faith in Jesus. And one time, Billy Sunday went to Charlotte, North Carolina, and he shared the gospel at a big event. It was so powerful. Lots of people were receiving Christ and being filled with the Spirit. And it was so powerful that Charlotte asked him to come back and do it again, but he couldn't come because of his schedule. So Billy Sunday sent another guy that he had influenced named Mordecai Ham. Okay, what a great name, right? Your last name is Ham. I mean, what is his middle name? Green Eggsand? You know, it's like Mordecai Ham. Dude's last name is Ham. You know, I'd rather be named Bacon. But it's just like, dude's name was Ham. But even though he had this humble last name, he was filled with the Spirit. And he manifested the shape that God had given to him. And he went back to Charlotte in place of Billy Sunday. And hardly anyone showed up at the event. And only one boy prayed to receive Christ. And that one boy was Billy Graham. 
In case you don't know who Billy Graham is, he passed away just before the pandemic in 2018, but not before being filled with the Spirit and manifesting his shape to share the gospel with over 215 million people in stadiums around the world in 185 different countries and millions more on TV. This is a man that was personal friends with and platformed Martin Luther King. This is a guy that every U.S. president from Truman to Barack Obama, sought out for counsel. The Queen of England sought out Billy Graham for counsel, as did kings, queens, and dignitaries all over the world. No matter your shape, do not ever underestimate the power of manifesting your unique shape. Look, it doesn't matter whether you're a contractor or a shoe salesman or a baseball player or a tribe group leader or a school teacher or a stay-at-home mom or dad or a computer programmer or a hairstylist. You manifest your shape filled with spirit. And can I ask you, is there anyone here who would raise their hand and say, I want to live filled with the Spirit and manifest my shape. Is there anyone before me that wants that for your life? Good. It's good to know. You know, some of you who are spiritual investigators, this not only intrigued you, but you felt yourself wanting it. You know why you want it? Because God is drawing you to himself to adopt you as his daughter or his son. And if you would like to begin a love relationship with him, all you have to do is talk to him and just ask him for it and believe and he'll give it to you. And Emmy's going to put a prayer on screen. And this is a prayer that I use and it's not magical and it's not in the Bible. And you don't have to pray these exact words. But if you mean something like this in your heart, you can come to know Jesus right now in this moment. And you just tell him, hey, look, Jesus. Like it says here, Jesus, I choose to believe you died on the cross to pay for my sin. And you rose again from the dead to give me new life. And he will immediately come in. And if you just thought that, he came into your life and you came into him. You have love relationship with him. And then here's the other prayer for all of us. Whether you just now believe just moments ago or whether you believed a long time ago, let's ask Holy Spirit to fill us. And here's the prayer. Let me, let me just say it real quick before we say it together. Holy Spirit, I invite you to fill me. Please fill me and make your desires my desires. Please fill me with power. Please manifest through the shape you've given me. And this is going to be a significant prayer for someone that could impact the rest of your life if you mean it. And so are you ready to say it out loud? Here we go. Holy Spirit, I invite you to fill me. Please fill me and make your desires my desires. Please fill me with power. Please manifest through the shape you've given me. In Jesus' name we pray it. And for his glory, everyone said, amen. And look, can I tell you something? Some of you felt something just now when you said that. And something is about to manifest through you. And others of you, you didn't feel something, but you meant the prayer in your heart. 
And what's going to happen is just when, you know, you're going to walk from here and something's going to happen and you're going to manifest somehow in your job or your home. And it wasn't a big lightning bolt experience, but then a change is going to happen. The way you know it was legit is not so much just how you felt as much as it is what you see happen. You will manifest the Holy Spirit when he fills you. You can't not. See? And I can't wait to hear the stories of days from now, weeks from now, some, some of you months from now, the power that goes out through you as you manifest the shape that God has gifted you with by his spirit. So as we wrap up today, um, just a couple of things I want to remind you about. One is that Pastor Joe's put together some all-tribe trainings, and the next one is this Tuesday. It's about uh, trauma and domestic violence, so make sure and be a part of that. Serve folks in our community that are struggling in those areas. And this training is funded because of our biblical stewardship here at the church. When we follow Jesus, we bring a first fruit to him. We put Jesus first in every facet of our lives. A lot of us bring it. We bring a tithe, which means tenth and above, and we bring it to the local church where people are coming to faith in Jesus. Domestic violence victims are being helped, served, and loved right here at this church, among many, many other things that are happening in and through your church. And there are four ways to bring your tithes and offerings since we don't pass buckets or plates. You can mail your offerings to the P.O. Box number on screen. You can text to tithe by texting the number on screen and follow those instructions. You can also go to the giving stations that are located near the exits of the theater. And then you can go and find all this information about tithing at citytribe.church slash tithe and take care of it in that way. So before you guys worship, through bringing your tithes and your stewardship. Let's stand up together, and I want to speak a word of benediction if you'd receive it over you. And if you're with your crew, join a hand, put an arm around someone, or if you want, just put a hand out in a position to receive from the Holy Spirit. And so, dear brothers and sisters, walk from this place like mega-filled with the Holy Spirit, manifesting your God-given shape with power. May power go out through you, to San Antonio, to the rest of Texas, to other parts of the United States, and to the ends of the earth. Take the power of his love to the ends of the earth. You guys have an amazing Sunday, and we'll see you guys next time. Peace. We're glad you were a part of the tribe today. To further connect with us, check the City Tribe YouTube channel, iTunes, SoundCloud, Instagram, Facebook, or our website, citytribe.church. May you go from this podcast knowing that you are loved.